0: Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Talking Wednesday podcast, Dex and Jake, hoping this podcast finds you well as always, Um, a little bit different, you might hear me through headset audio and not my usual high standards, it's because I am uh, currently lying in bed, feeling sorry for myself, not too well doing the podcast but we 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 never we never drop an episode if we can avoid it so the episodes we have dropped have been unavoidable as you can see and I was like do I hand this one over to to scrappy and uh, Jake <laughs> but we we're, we're giving it a go today but I will say as we always start the podcast how's your week been Jake how are you my friend
1: I'm not too bad it's been, it's been a week of just getting some stuff sorted uh, around the house and no, nothing really eventful, which have been quite nice, but it's been tiring because I've been trying to sort things out. But tough wood, everything goes a little bit better. Had a bit of a bad day Friday, Saturday, just general chronic illness, rubbish. So sorted that out. But yeah, good day, good week. Well, it hopefully be a better week this week, and I can chill out and play a lot of FIFA. How your week been apart from now being ill?
0: Oh, well, it was it was all right, you know. It's uh... I just, I could feel like everybody around me was seeming to get in the September lurgy. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I'm doing really well, actually. Like, I'm not I'm not too poorly. Like, I usually, you get to sort of walk towards the end of summer coming into the autumn. You usually do get a bit ill. I get a cold or something like that. And then sort of Saturday morning, I was like, hmm, I don't feel amazing. And then yesterday morning, it was my, my throat started to tickle a bit and then this morning it was like oh there's some knives in your throat that's fantastic so you're gonna get about 50 minutes of talking out of me because i've not spoken all day um and then we're gonna we're gonna sit and then you know, that's all you're gonna get but i'm gonna let you do most of the talking probably for obvious reasons
1: makes sense makes sense your voice is dying at the sounds of it uh
0: well yeah i know I how to look after my voice so it won't be the end of the world but it's like i couldn't I couldn't do my normal day today so I am to just lying in bed for you, sorry it's very weird Jake lying in bed and talking to you I don't know how comfortable I feel about I, it at I'm, least I can't see you
1: I'm a little bit weirded, weirded out little, by that now as well
0: <laughs> <laughs> It would make me feel a little bit more uncomfortable I believe if uh, yeah. if I could see you but we're, we're not doing video for the first time on this so yes that's a that's one side of it but yeah um yeah other than that I hope you're all right you are right now
1: yeah getting there getting there slowly but surely but shall we start with the housekeeping normal socials discord and membership there are options there for it and please leave reviews we are probably going to try and do something to help you guys out with showing you how to leave a review because it's a bit of a minefield trying to figure it out if you don't know what you're looking for so there might be a short some point soon i think that's what we've got in the plans next
0: yeah, we'll do something. We'll do something to help out on that front. Yeah, because um, the reviews. I know some people are, have been asking how to leave them, so we will. We will look into that for you and into showing you how to do a quick little instructional one. Housekeeping on my end really is the next episode might be live because if I can make it line up and do a Plymouth dexterity watch. If there's a big thing with the if, if the Plymouth game is. Um, going to be televised because obviously it was it was originally a 3 p.m but i don't know if they still put the you know the rescheduled ones i don't know if they put them on ifollow in the same way so if they do i'll do a dexterity watch the day you're watching the next podcast actually so ignore ignore me on that but no, you're not, because this is how my brain's working today, Jake. It'll be a dexterity watch that goes into a Talking Wednesday podcast, basically. Yep. Like 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 the old podcast post-shows, we're going to try and bring a couple of the live ones back. So basically, if the podcast isn't on our audio feeds on the Tuesday morning next week, realize that is because it will be going live on YouTube Tuesday night after the Plymouth game. And then the, next, the following... Um, Wednesday morning, it should be up on audio listeners, uh, just so you don't think we've forgot you.
1: Yeah, we'll make sure yeah. we put a tweet out and put it all in the Discord just to remind people what's <laughs> going on for that one. And It'll be interesting to see how that goes, and going back to the old format that originated to start doing the Talking winter will we good?
0: Yeah, well, in the, obviously the community topics at the end, we've not done them for a couple of weeks, and I, I can't see us doing them today purely because... We'll, uh, we'll try and keep this one shorter and sweeter. However, that will be a case of we will take your comments live on air, um, that sort of thing, live on air. Wow. wow, are is... not even on air. We're not on radio <laughs> waves, are we? I mean, <laughs> technically, the Wi-Fi is flying across the air, isn't it? But, you know.
1: In the scheme of things, we are technically uh... on air as in terms of a live show, so we'll put it that way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll so, be taking we'll we'll take the community topics at the end. As that we'll be doing a normal show and we'll be ignoring people and they'll go, "Why are they ignoring me? I'm not sticking around." And then we'll have nobody left at the end of the podcast. But then we will open the floor to community topics. And then we'll turn around
1: and go, "Hey, remember to leave a review." When we turn around and said, "We're ignoring you."
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into the football a bit earlier than our usual round. Yeah. About, uh, Yeah, you need to you're you're all you're all you were all let off the hook today from our ramble Um, unfortunately though we've got to start it with the matches played Um, and I say unfortunately because you might be like what are you talking about James we just played a great one but unfortunately since we last spoke we did play Burton in the pizza cup and we've probably got to talk about that one haven't we Jake go ahead sadly
1: yeah we do and I really don't want to because it was a horrible game and £10 worse off because I couldn't get to that one but this game was interesting because you're thinking we're playing Burton, the bottom of our league, let's go for it. And who goes and scored the first goal? Sam Sodden-Winnell. It was on the Sodding cards. Uh, but the nice thing about this, we'll did start the game and he got a goal which was really good to see getting into that position where we can actually see what he's about now. and. It got it it got it back that with the goal that got us back into it because they did go again uh on the seventeenth seventeenth minute and it wasn't a great performance, but you saw a bit of life and we did get it to two two with Patterson getting a goal. Uh big P himself, he getting in with the goals at the minute. But then there was a really poor tackle by Ayawfer. Uh it was just a it was just clumsy. It was just clumsy in the box and it gave away with a penalty. And that was game. They really we really didn't come back into it. We brought Banner, Barry Bannon on for like ten minutes to try and do something. And it's the most that you saw out of the entire game pretty much. Wilkes had a good one, but there wasn't many people you could have actually turned around and said who were making a claim to get in that team because it was life it just it was look life life sucking events in that game where you're thinking you want the shirt in the main team and You're not going to get it. You're going to perform yeah. like this. Where you could get the shirt because this is a game to test it. It doesn't mean we are bottom of the group stages, but it ju- does also mean we can knock the competition on the head very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I hate this competition. We just it. It. I was so worried going after it because I was like, it always usually gives us a dip. We get. We do. We don't really put anything out in the pizza cup. We half arse it. And then the league game comes around and it's just completely got rid of any sort of momentum. And we, but this time it was sort of more of a case of let's just, let's just bury that pizza cup. And I'm not even going to lie for the first time in a long time. I didn't even watch it, Jake.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you.
0: (laughs) I, I was like, I'm done with the pizza cup. Um, And I was just watching... I've obviously watched it back for for what we do with the the heart, you know, any goals, things like that. And, yes, questionable defending we need to talk about, obviously. I think we're going to talk about that later on. But um, it was just... Why... Why why, why does this competition exist for with the Premier League teams and all that? It'd be a lovely day out at Wembley, but I'm just bored of it now. Do we only have to do it once more? There's only three games in the group stage.
1: I believe so. I think we've just got to play uh, Leicester now, and then it'll be done. Cool. And just get them and out of the Can we way. even
0: get out of the group now? Uh, no, we're bottom. So we can't get out of the group?
1: Nope.
0: Amazing. So just don't put any of our first team is in it and just have a run out yeah pretty much oh you, you there's, there's a rule though in it we're not allowed to like put a stupidly weakened team in there or something because mm. it would take away from the credibility of the cup that's the one you yeah. can't put
1: a weakened team because i can't remember which team that did it but they put a weakened team in a couple of years ago and they were like that's ah, not fair and it's like okay you can't do that anymore <laughs>
0: Even if you look at the stats on this game, though, we still had 17 shots, five on target to their nine shots, four on target. It's just we had 69% possession, and usually I'd say nice there, but it wasn't. Wasn't no. um, passed them off the park, 520 passes to two, three, five. Just wasn't the wasn't the story of the game, and the, yeah, bottom of the bottom of the pizza cup.
1: Well, it was interesting what Darren League. Moore said though uh, at the end. It's like none of them made a case to be in the first team. I don't understand it. But he also kind of, in that tongue and cheek kind of way going, it is what it is. Our main focus is the uh, league. But at the same time, you can tell he was disappointed because you don't want to lose games because it's momentum building. And this is the one of the things where in this game, people are like, oh, this is like, before we're like saying, right, Dawson will be in, he'll have a good in, and then we won't have to pick Stockdale. And I don't get this thing with It Yes, it doesn't work playing out from the back sometimes, and Darren addressed this last week in a press conference saying, it, it, that statistically, it does work, we just need to improve on it. But Dawson didn't really fill up with any kind of hope that he could be stepping up anytime soon.
0: It wasn't like it was good to see Wilts get on the short, uh, score sheet and Patterson getting a goal and things like that. Um, I don't think the attacking end was our real problem there. Um, it just shows that we've seen it in the league that the defence has been the question at yep. all times, you know, with uh, certain things. But we're talking about momentum building and sort of bouncing back from that was the Wiccan game on Saturday, Jake. So talk us through that one.
1: A very fat, fast, fast dart by Wendy. Excellent ball in by J- Marvin Johnson. Marvin Johnson had his best game in a Wednesday shirt in a long time. Whipped the ball in. The defender put it in the back, back of his own net. Michael Smith was there for the tap-in if it was going to fall for him. So that's not really an issue there either. Uh, interesting that Bayer didn't play this game. He got a knock on his foot. But Will Vokes stepped up and best game heath had for us. Controlled the midfield. Looked absolutely solid. I was really impressed with how he played. Their, set, their first goal to equalise 10 minutes later, not great, but the player that Rhys James is trying to mark is just doing trick galore and he put him on his backside. And then when we went to defend it, we were doing slip and slide g- gating stuff in the middle of the box. No one could stand on their feet to block it and you don't leave Sam Volks, Volks even, free, as a free man in a pen- penalty area. It's just not what you do. But we didn't we didn't crumble. We started to look really, really good. And the interesting thing about this game is how well we played. Flicks, tricks, one tough passing. As soon as someone was making one pass, the other person was already on his bike getting down. And that was the story for our goal, uh, our second goal. Great ball into Gregory. Gregory brings it down, Smithy gone, and plays it to him and puts a really good ball into Barry Bannon to just scythe it in the net. Barry Bannon being Barry Baron. wind the um, Wiccan fans up. And also, if anyone's seen the picture going around, why are you wearing a half and half garth to a football game when it's Sunderland versus Wiccan? That looks really bad. And we just really controlled the game and looked really good. Uh, the stats say a lot as well. Ten, ten shots, seven on target. We are up in that. And then to put the icing on the cake, Callum Patterson comes on for his 100th appearance. Ball, ball it is squared by Wilkes. It's a really good ball. And he makes it a 3-1 right at the death on the last kick of the game. They had some chances, but we managed to defend it really well and controlled it. Yes, I've heard people say that, oh, it's the defence. This is the issue. But you look where we are. We are fourth in the league. Last season, at this moment in time, we were 12th. We've got our best point total since the 90s, uh, like second best to it. It, it was a good game and it rounded off a really good display by the lads. And Windass is someone who's just having fun, you can tell. You can tell that team is having fun when they're on song like this. And people say that Wickham, oh, Wickham, they were um, in lots of injuries and stuff like that. But we know what Wickham do. And we managed to play them at their own game a little bit because... They were winding them up by just taking his time on goal kick to the point where Sam Vokes put the ball down and went, just take the kick. And then you could see and kind of go, you didn't have a problem with this when I was doing it on your team. It was just really interesting watching it be completely different to that game.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, um, and you were right, by the way, it is Sam Vokes. You were correct in the first instance. You didn't need to correct yourself. Oh, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> we. We did. We. I, I love the time wasting just against Wickham because we're forgetting people underestimating this result. We forget how much they frustrated us last season, right? And that link, that link-up play to Banner's goal was. I've not seen many Wednesday goals with that sort of link-up play in a while, and it just reminded me of that. Do you remember that Hooper build-up goal? Yes. Years ago. That's the first thing that's made me think with the passing, just pass pap just perfection sort of thing. That was that sort of goal. Well, I mean, I don't think anything will match that Hooper goal. I was like watching Barcelona in their prime, it was ridiculous. I was like, Is this Sheffield Wednesday? What's going on? But it was a fan- it was fantastic link up play and I was saying like it's gonna be exciting to see as this team gel like we we forget that we already had a solid foundation there but the new players that come in if they are going to cement places in the first team they're still going to have to gel with the way our players are playing and after i've been saying it all season and it's the old cliche isn't it two points a game is promotion Mm. form and we've got two points a game from our first 10
1: playing some good football Uh, as well
0: we've got 20 exactly we've got 20 points out of 10 games Two points a game is what you want to be doing if you're going to be up there or there and thereabouts, as Steve Bruce used to love to say. Um, my favorite line. And the result for Plymouth yesterday as well has, has kept it very tight and very level at the top because Plymouth beat Ipswich. Mm. And um, that's put Plymouth at the top with 22 points, Ipswich second with 21 points. Portsmouth have got 21 points. They could go top of the league. They've got a game in hand, though. Um, but they're waving fourth with 20 points. So not even three points separates top four.
1: Yeah. You know? and it's insane when you have all the people still wanting to do the Darren Moore out things. Like you can't... I had it I had it recently that I was talking to someone and I was like, look at the stats and they're like, numbers don't mean anything. It's like, yes, it does. I don't if get it. it. Was,
0: if it was somebody that the fans had affinity with, like Mex, and it would be very different.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm I'm just, I'm bored of it now, right? Okay, everybody can have their opinion, sure, but when your opinion just constantly is one note and it doesn't see progress and it doesn't see, you know, you're always waiting for a fall, it gets boring. Yep. And I'm, it's like after the pizza cup, people were mocking his speech impediment quite a lot again and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, our fan base, I don't know. I remember growing up and being like, got some of the nicest fans about and then you come into the i don't know what it's been like it's just the toxicity it, it's weird it's got more toxic because we've got better yeah we... i don't understand <laughs> that i don't understand
1: <laughs> that's a good point
0: um but anyway just be nice to people right yeah guys? And Not too hard. We'll go oh, through the results. real difficult that the minute.
1: Yeah, we'll go through the results of uh, the weekend. There weren't many, actually, because there were a lot of postponements. A lot of clubs had international players uh, called. So, Forest Green got battered 4-0 by Exeter City at home. Bristol Rovers lost 1-0 to Accrington Stanley. Cambridge United beat Morecambe 2-1. We beat Wickham 3-1. Portsmouth Bolton proponed, Lincoln City, MK Don proponed, Oxford United, Fleetwood proponed, and Derby County, Cheltenham. Paul warns Derby County, might I add. He's left Rotherham to go to Derby, which is in itself interesting. And I'll get your thoughts on that in a minute, Derek, once I've finished the, uh, the rest of the results. Barnsley 3, Charlton 1, Port Vale, fr- no, no, Peterborough 3, Port Vale 0, and even in that game, uh, Clark Harris got two, but he should have got a, a red bow in it, a player. Shrewpy Town two, Burton one, and Argyle two, Ipswich one. But yeah, Derby going for Paul Warren. What do you think?
0: It's the masterstroke.
1: It is, it?
0: I, it, I think he's a great manager. He's worked with nothing at Rotherham, right? And he's constantly, he's constantly had his best players robbed off him. He's, he's, He's done, you know, to constantly get them back up and look to a point of strength. Mm. I I don't think he would ever be able to... I don't know if... Well, potentially, there was a potential there for obviously Rotherham becoming a stabilised championship club under him. But without significant investment, the championship, you can run away with it a little bit. And then Rotherham have got their model, you know. Um, Bear in mind, they are currently eighth in the championship, by the way. Um, (laughs) But like... So he was doing a decent job this season, wasn't he? But it just shows what he can see in the back room if he's going to Derby. Yeah,
1: when he's got down. Rotherham
0: currently, when he's got Rotherham currently eighth in the Championship, he knows it's not. He he most likely knows it's not sustainable for them, and yeah. he's, he he's looking for somewhere where he will be backed. It's a fresh project.
1: They could be Gary Listen. now. They're ones that now they've got that kind of manager in place who also knows how to get out of this league. Uh, he knows how Did to build... Did
0: you ever get the vibe that Paul wanted the Wednesday job? Because I got that Yes. Vibe. I just be. Been... Yeah. There was all he was... The way he spoke about us.
1: Yeah. There was always that kind of... There's an affection there that you hear in these interviews any time he got mentioned with the Wednesday job. And I think Derby are going to have it where they will be set up very solid at the back. You might get a couple of 1-0, 2-0 wins, and then that this shut-up shot. But that's what Paul Warren is very good at doing. Now, the interesting thing at Rotherham now is that they are looking at a new manager, but they could be potentially handing the reign to Richard Wood, who currently play a coach. And that's basically what they did when they got Paul Warren.
0: Yeah, he um, I, I, well, the, yeah, he's currently taking training, isn't he? So yeah. if that actually happens, it'd be interesting. Um, I just think in terms of obviously we've got to talk. We'll we'll talk about our current league, our current league rivals in Derby. I just think the because he's taken his team as well, hasn't he? He's taken yeah. the head coach, first team coach, first team goalkeeper. Um, so doing that he's just he's got a win percentage of 38.2% I'm looking at his stats now and that's from 293 games as a manager won 112 drawn 65 lost 116 so to say to say the um, you know the relegations on the cards there like the, the the as a League One manager, you can't really go better than Paul no. Warren. And I have seen people saying we should have replaced Darren Moore with him. <laughs> Look at us in the league. Why would we do that?
1: Look at the start we've had. Yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. And the thing is, they will be they will be set up in a certain way now. But you also got to remember, a lot of people forget this. The, rather than with Paul Warren's first ever manager job, And he was there for six years. Gareth Ainsley has been at Wickham for 10 years. That's unheard of in this day and age. And that needs to be a bit of commendable. Because I reckon he's probably got some good offers for the jobs. And for him to stay that long is incredible.
0: Yeah. Do you know what? Nobody seems to be mentioning But I've just realised as well. Probably why nobody else has mentioned it. We scored the most goals in League One this season. As of Saturday.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: only. Yeah because we scored 20 and the the only other teams that come close are, are 19 with Ipswich and Portsmouth they well if you 19. look at
1: Plymouth Plymouth are the team that needs to start in more goals their goal 4 is very low and I think that's well
0: it's their overall up. goal difference it's because they've con, yeah they've got they've scored 18 to be fair but they've conceded 12 mm. whereas Ipswich have been tired of them. like our goal difference is only 10 like Ipswich and Portsmouth are both eleven because they've scored nineteen and only conceded eight, so they've conceded less. Um, but then you look at Barnsley, who are in fifth. They've been they've scored, but they can't defend. They've they've got a goal difference of six. They've scored sixteen but conceded ten. Like us, we can't defend. There there is a defensive issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's um it's that well it's not we can't defend we can defend but there's just it's too, it's too much of a leaky defence to be able to say, oh yeah, we're good in defence because we're not.
1: You're just missing that person at the back at the minute, and he currently out injured.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Shall we go into That's the news?
0: Exactly. So- yeah, let's um, let's talk about what uh, Marvin Johnson has been saying after the Wickham win. He this is taken from Yorkshire Live, but he spoke to the club. This, is, uh, this might be an extended interview, so we will give uh, Yorkshire Live the cred there. The quote is from the article says, quote, the gaffer talks about getting off to a fast starting games. It always helps you out if you get an early goal, said Johnson. It sets the tempo of the game and breathes confidence throughout the side. That's our deal when you go a goal down. Being on the opposite of it is not nice. Your backs are against the wall straight away. But it was a good day today the last four or five games we've been in front on the front foot from the off. We knew that coming today Wickham style of play it was just going to be how we dealt with it. We went underneath and we gave into what they wanted. We just kept them from kicking it further back to keep our box clear. There were times we had to do some emergency defending but there were a few good clearances in there too. As you can see from last season through promotions and playoffs they're not an easy side to play against especially knowing we like to play they're here to put us off our game and they can get results purely through their set players and the players they have, end quote. So obviously a little bit of a dig at the fact that Wickham, we like to play football and Wickham don't there. Yeah, from perspective. But, but we um, we were ready for that against Wickham. And what are your thoughts on his, his tactical thoughts I after thought, the match and how we're setting up?
1: I thought it was quite clever because Darren Moore doesn't set a team to play out the same way each team. It's what very much called in, and I said it before on the podcast, in American football, it's called situational football, where you play to what the situation is, so you play for that team. The thing is with this one, with uh, this game, I think it, Ben Hennigan had 12 aerial duel won, and that shows you how much of a unit he is at the back and very helpful. And it helps us when you've got that kind of player who can just defend and we knew we know what they do we all know Wiccans approach you get a goal and then defend it now because they had to come back into it i think they struggled a little bit to try and get their rhythm because the great thing about going one nil up early door thanks to that marvin johnson cross is it took them well well out of their comfort zone and well out of what they used to so with them going one nil down they had to do a completely different game plan and it wasn't them and the nice thing is that Johnson had a very good game and it's really weird because people keep turning around and talking about uh, the the manager and stuff, but you don't hear anything from the players. The players all back this bloke and they've all got your support because I think there is, like Dan Roll said, there's an open door policy at the club. So if you want to go talk to him, you just go let yourselves in and go have a word. And I think that's what this team has needed for a long time.
0: Yeah, did you see on Twitter like when he was being interviewed, and somebody quoted about how his facial expression changed yes. when um, when he talked about the criticism? And I, a lot of people were giving the tweeter of that some stick, and if people even in the comments there were going, "This player is just not very good, though, is he?" And I'm like, "No, why do we do this?" Yeah, why you, do we do this?
1: You can see and. Fair play to Joe Cran. It was an okay question to ask. It's nothing on what Joe Cran asked.
0: No, it's, it's what you're you asking. It. It's,
1: but you could tell he went from being really high up and happy about the game and getting the win and he just dropped.
0: It's because it's true, though. We batter our own players. <laughs> yeah. If something, I know that there's, a, there's... Right. There's a thing of having high standards. Sheffield Wednesday fans in League One with the team we have, we should have high standards and we should hold those high standards high. That's fine. What we shouldn't be doing is living... Living, living. existing. We should be battering every team, 4 and 5 nil. And if players aren't having, like, world-class performances every single week, we shouldn't be getting on their back constantly. We should actually yeah. do what, you know... Each fan's entitled to support a team however they want to support a team. But actually getting behind the players and realising that, yeah, we're not probably not always going to boss the league, even though we are only two points off top. Just saying, right, doesn't always mean it's going to... We don't always have to be the negative fan base because we've got Bannon who loves this club and that, but you end up with players that don't have that connection with that fan base because they just get battered and then we wonder why there's no real emotion when they leave. Mm. You know... And we, we're like, why hasn't there been that connection there? Because you have battered them until they had a good season. And then you change your tune when they had a really, really good season. And then they sold it off. It, it goes both ways. You know, you've got to show the, the, the loyalty and the backing of the player. Like I've said this season, Marvin Johnson's defensive work has, has not been up to scratch. But he's, he's a good player, you know. And, and we've, we've made the odd tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek comment about like how you do during these situations when a player's out of form. It's no... It's no... And I'm not saying, by the way, that we we should he, he, Marvin Johnson shouldn't have been criticised and that, oh, look, we've made him feel bad, that sort of thing. I'm just talking about the constant battering and the fact that it probably didn't need to be said in reply to a tweet that was talking about him his demeanour changing. Being like, oh, well, he's a terrible player anyway. Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, That's just doubling down after a positive... And I'm just, uh, yeah. But I wonder. I, don't know. If, I just think it's unnecessary sometimes.
1: I wonder if that's actually been a something that what has stopped them from getting certain players because they've seen that kind of uh, toxic atmosphere on social media. And the thing is, the difference is between say uh, Jock Windass or Marvin Johnson, right? Marvin Johnson, yeah, text Jock Windass probably tongue in cheek goes, yeah. Well, there's some idiots that talk rubbish, didn't there? To the interviewer. It different personality you don't see Marvin Johnson being a big personality anyway. Does that make sense? I don't know.
0: I don't know, it might be. It might be. Yeah. You never know. Um Yep, so there's bits about um Jack Hunt cut it, so talking to the examiner, more was talking about Jack Hunt. And he said the following, quote, he has come back from the virus he had in his match minutes. I thought Huntley's display was slow, but he grew into the game. He was talking, which match was he talking about? uh, Burton, it was Burton, wasn't it? I didn't think it was Wickham. The the minutes will have done him good. When you have a virus that he's had, I can probably understand why his game was slow in patches. He got into the team and just started to get going. When he came down with illness, it was a real serious one. He had antibiotics for every 10 days. We have to build up his strength again. I left him on for 90 minutes because he looked like he needed it, even though he blew up after around 70 minutes. I still wanted to push him and get those further minutes in his legs. End quote. So, it's it's worth mentioning this because people question, like, where's Hunt been? What's the situation? Oh, it's a virus. What's going on? But it shows that he had quite a serious thing that needed treatment with antibiotics. So, um, it's going to take him... Because that will take it from someone who has been ill recently <laughs> and needed antibiotics as well you it batters your your fitness for quite a while it takes a while to get you back up to speed so um yeah and all uh, darren probably games, can understand that for him.
1: with what he went through
0: <laughs> yeah exactly it's um it just it it put if it's a really bad virus takes a while to get over it and then if you actually need to recover from it it'll take him a while i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to go and run like for 90 minutes now (laughs) no like i can barely like yeah we don't need to talk about my level of fitness at the minute it's embarrassing but we'll get there (laughs) well you currently do the podcast
1: lying down so that's about all we need to say
0: (laughs) yeah all right yeah all right fair play fair play um but yeah, there's also been... A, uh, the Examiner have been churning out the headlines this week, haven't they? Yes. Um, Rhys James has been talking a little bit about his, his relationship with Darren Moore, about his time at Doncaster. And he says the following, quote, the belief he can give you as a player is massive. He said, for me, I worked with him at Doncaster and he was great in the way I recovered to have one of the best seasons in my career. A lot of that came from the development he did in the season, in the way he wanted us to play as a team. It was enjoyable to play him at times this season. We have some played some unbelievable football. I think that only things can get better is the team click more, and the more work we do on it. End quote. Now that's it's. I wanted to include that in there because all the people that say things about Darren Moore. It just emphasizes what we've been saying about the team spirit under him.
1: Mm. And that whole developing a game and developing players. It's something that doesn't get enough praise for what Darren's done, especially to someone like who's a seasoned pro in Liam Palmer. Liam Palmer under Darren Moore have become absolutely superb. He can get a crossing now. He can get up and down that wing a faster than anyone. He's really improved of just a one player who, and it doesn't have to be a young player he improved. That's someone who has got so many appearances under his belt before Darren came in. Knows the club inside out and just managed to improve. And I know people keep having a go at it and going, well, why can't he improve defenders and stuff like this? Because he was a defender. It may be that thing like we said uh, when we're up. Maybe we do need to go get a defensive coach in. But you don't know. He's doing what he can with what he got. You have noticed yeah. the time where we're looking at being strong at the back, we don't score enough goals. But when we're strong at top, we're leaking goals. So I think there does need to be a coach in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, I get I get what you're saying, and I just think we just need to chill out a little bit on the on the Darren Moore talk. It shouldn't even be a question at the minute, as long as he's still up there with with the players. We just need to realise that the team are behind him, you yep. know, and and we should too, really. Um, we have to talk about a slightly more negative topic because we kind of glazed over it a little bit in the match review earlier. But we're going to talk about uh, Dominic Iorfa now. Mm-hmm. The star have quoted him as saying the following, Darren Moore's been talking about Dominic Iorfa. And it says, quote, the following for Dom, it's about sticking to the basics. and that, And that's get it and give it with the ball and then just be an out-and-out defender. One thing he's been trying to do is make decisions to try and defend, but obviously they've not come off for him, and they've been costly errors. He went in to make a challenge, but the lad shielded it, and he's brought him down for a penalty. It's an error, but the only way you learn from it is by dusting yourself down and going again. Um, end quote here. Sidebar. Obviously, this is talking about Burton, where he had a interesting Corner. game. Back into the quote. We'll continue to work with Dom, because we know all the attributes he has, um, mean, that he's def- mean that he's a fantastic defender But sometimes you go through these patches Where you have to continue to work To make sure you come through it And he'll do that, he'll be fine He's got the full backing of myself or the Of the whole team He'll be called upon again this season So he's got to continue These things happen And if you stay consistent with your work You'll work through it End quote Now One thing I want to stay off the top Spin the positive, and I'll come back around to this point, is Dominic Iorfa has got class as a defender. And you like to think that players do not lose that. They do not lose their ability. They can just have severe declines in form. And I would say that Dominic Iorfa is going through one of those patches where his form is pretty much the lowest we've seen it. What's your take, Jake?
1: I think this is a mixture of... I think this is a mental thing with Iorfa. I don't think it's a form of performance or anything like that. I just, there's a part of me when you see him play at the minute, Is it's not like he's scared, but that injury, I think that injury had more damage to him mentally than it did physically in terms of how he's coming back. Because he's still strong, but there's the time where you like, just get it away faster and he keeps coming out trying to be that marauding centre-back which we like and he's good at it, but he needs to just, just like Dan said, keep it simple. But then, oh, don't overcomplicate it. Just get it to someone in front of him who can then control it and then let him. He got. to I think he's thinking too much. Does, does that make sense? I think he's overthinking everything he does at the minute, and I think it's not helping him while him not playing in natural game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I really like. I, I've thought. Like, I've seen. I remember just watching that relegation season, and obviously that was a quite an, a close season to the team because we were watching it along on the channel, this channel, you know, every single match we were we were watching. And Ayewa was just an absolute baller, and I hope he can get that back with confidence. And it's sort of like if he just read the, reading the game and and getting back into it, it might be one of those things he's just got to play his way out of. And luckily for him, he's going to have the chance because of our defensive injuries to play his way out of it.
1: Yeah, it, it's that thing where with i offer, and I've seen a lot of people go, we should have sold him when we did. And we could say that about any player that we've had over the last couple of seasons where we haven't sold him Yeah, but then, you them turn quickly. Around,
0: you t- then people turn around and go, we shouldn't have sold him when we did as well. Yeah, exactly. So there's exactly. that other side of that there. Exactly.
1: Yeah, And on. it's that situation where if, if he can get his head right and just go back to being i offer as old. And sometimes it's as simple as someone getting a thought psychologist in with him, which we now know we have, and go... This is where you were good. Where's this player gone? And just what footage of what he was doing, which was simple. It may be a case of that that's how you do it. And he doesn't seem to go into the tackles as heavy as he did. Because I still think it. I think it's getting himself to the point where he goes, you know what, I can make this tackle without being out for months now. Like, you need to have a little bit of Sam Hutchinson mentality and go, sod it, we're going to go for it.
0: Yeah, well, I don't really want to. I don't want to dwell on it too much. We'll see how he performs over the next couple of weeks, and we'll revisit this one because um, there's a lot we could say. But again, I've just been talking about not hammering on players too much. But he just needs to get that confidence and form back. And if he can, he's got the class. We've seen it before.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um. Last news article today before we get into the. To what's upcoming for wednesday wednesday you're bringing esports to hillsborough um that time we- weirdly enough this might be really weird for somebody who does a fifa channel i'm not massively into esports. but are you not <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird to say i'm not <laughs> i think it's um i will say i think it's a great great thing for the club to be doing um you get a new audience this way yeah and it's a uh, um, Jake can't have watched the the video for them because they did a light show when they introduced it, so nope, that'll be funter. To... Yeah, probably best not to watch uh, watch that one, Jake. But the uh, basically, um, they've been. Well, let's just talk a little bit about. Wait, what it wait, would be. before
1: before we start, did we just literally just get an entire floodlight system just to announce an ebook team?
0: Probably. No, <laughs> no I <laughs> no. think it's just the first use. Yeah, really, isn't it? I will say the interesting thing that was talking about um, this guy Rob who's the the sports project <laughs> lead I believe. Yes. Um,
1: it's another take of it's another one we've taken from Rotherham.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're setting it up they're setting it up here and there's, there's a line in there that says if you are a Wednesday out with a passion for gaming, play FIFA Pro Clubs and interested in representing your club, we want to hear from you. I mean, I am Fantastic at FIFA, lads, so just saying. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm very average at FIFA. But, but yeah, um, good things in there for representing the club and eSports. I will just say, however, please put some shine on the people who've been representing the club for the past four or five years with the Sheffield Wednesday career mode when nobody else was Do doing it. one and got the actual views on the club and did all that and things like that. Not talking directly to the eSports team here. I'm talking to the club. <laughs> Actually recognise what you already had there. But yeah, um, by the way, side note, FIFA 23 career mode, probably out by the time. Will Probably out. out just after this podcast, actually, um, because I'll probably drop it. Uh, depending on... Yeah, I'll probably drop it tonight. So stick around. Watch the first episode of the Sheffield Wednesday career mode. Um, but yeah, thoughts at Hillsborough. If it grows the fan base, as long as it doesn't bring any more... Arses into the fan base, yeah. which there can be, there, there can be, there can be from um, bits of crossover. Anything to grow the brand is a good thing. If it means more money for Wednesday, if it means more exposure for Wednesday, it's a good thing. Um, right, Sheffield Wednesday playing Port Vale on Saturday. Now the the way this looks is they last played Peterborough United and Eisen lost three 0 and they are fifteenth in League One with twelve points. They are currently sitting on a home record of 2-2-1 with eight points and an away record with 1-1-3 with four points. So their best performance is coming at home and obviously we will be playing them at their home ground. But it's not the worst because they've only got eight points there. Um, They've only lost once there though, so they might hold us out to a draw. What, What are you thinking on Port Vale, Jake?
1: Port Vale has started quite well considering they've just come in. Uh, they can be very happy with how they've performed so far. I think if we go there with the mentality of go as many as we can, like we kind of have at home, and just tighten up. It. I reckon we could win this about 2-1, but I think it'll be a crappy 2-1. But this could be the perfect game where you turn around to Wilkes and go, you're starting, kid. You're going to start this game because we need someone to go and attack them and just go at them because you've got the lights of... Mighton and Wilkes who need to think, and this could be the one though game where he might go with two wingers, a wind up behind uh, Smith or Gregory and Smith playing that kind of but behind each other and playing that way. This could be a really good way of using our pace to our advantage because if we were a FIFA team, we are a pacey team. We are a very pacey team with a lot of potential there and I reckon there's a way of us getting all three points and being happy with it.
0: Yeah no, I um so I just think we need to go for it and keep the momentum going with with Port Vale.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: excuse, excuse my hesitance there. I realised we'd not put Plymouth in the dock, but I've just done it. So we have uh, the next match after Port Vale. We've got Plymouth. Now this is uh, they're currently league lead, league leaders even in League One, so a team to look out for, we'll be playing them. Keep an eye out for a dexterity watch if there's one available. We can watch this one together, but um, how are you feeling about playing?
1: I ain't Um, looking forward to playing them. They're very good at home. (laughs) We don't have a good record against them. The last time we played them at home at their place, we lost 3-0 and 3-1, or it might have been 3-0 again when we did the FA Cup last season. I saw them play Switch on Saturday. They look very, very good. I'm scared about this game. I'm not going to lie. This could be one of those yeah. games where we're coming up against a team that's actually quite good and we have to see where we actually are at.
0: <laughs> so they've got some goal scorers across the team. They've uh, got a midfielder in Morgan Whitcrew scored four. Uh, Niall Ennis has scored three. Cosgrove plays for them, obviously. scored two. They've got um azaz who scored three for them ryan hardy who scored three for them and they've got mumba who has scored two for them so keep an eye out for those those players if they can get get a goal for plymouth they will be definitely trying to do so it's quite funny when i was watching that match with Sophie, and she was like why is it always plymouth (laughs) she's like whenever it comes to League One, it's always you know because we've played plymouth so many times she was like i swear to god whenever we're watching the premier league it's always the bubbles and it's always west ham and when (laughs) we're watching league one it's always plymouth when it's not wednesday and i'm like you're very it's very accurate
1: (laughs) because
0: for some reason west ham are always on when i'm watching the premier league they're all uh, it's always their matches that end up being the ones that i can get to watch and then plymouth in league one but yes i'm their home record is um perfect yep could be what we need
1: it could be what we need though the challenge to like go this is a big challenge but the thing is for us it's that sodding journey to get there
0: exactly there's five wins in five at home right it's the toughest I don't care what you say what anybody says this is the toughest test of the season going to a place that is unbeaten because I think their next match is Wickham it might not be actually let's have a look um, no again they're away so the matter, the match against Wickham on Saturday doesn't really matter they're, we are their next home game and we are the only ones that can try and put a dent in their unbeaten record at home
1: and we need to because they're up and around it the top at the moment so if we can actually beat them it'll be a big statement of where we are at.
0: that's exactly it but yeah let's see how we get on with those couple I think that's it for this episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast, though, Jake. You got anything to add?
1: Just get better, mate. Just get better. And <laughs> nobody else get the cold, lurgy thing that's coming around because we've already had it in our household. It's horrible. It's the time of year, and it's getting colder. So wrap up warm.
0: Indeed, it is. Um, yeah. I'm uh, going to go and rest my voice now because it sounds a bit warmer. But it also it also is a little bit rough so i'm going to not talk for the next couple of hours and i'll uh, and i'll uh, catch you all in the episode of the fifa well, cuz hopefully I'm, I'm better and can film the fifa career mode and even if i'm dying i'll still do it so um, i've got another day to do Back that because we we're, we're doing this we're doing this late night monday so hopefully i'll sleep yeah. this off and we'll be fine won't we jake yep (laughs) tomorrow but anyway um that is all i've got for this episode of the talking wednesday podcast take care and we will see you in the next episode of talking wednesday
1: see ya